Baddies, this episode is brought to you by M3 is 3D. That's right. M3 is 3D is a company that makes 3D printed figurines much like these heads that hold our beautiful headphones. They also make Dungeons and Dragons figures, dice organizers, all the things to make your nerd life easier. This one is specifically a Sauron 3D printed graphic head and it's I love it so much because I'm such a Lord of the Rings nerd. So. And this is an alien. Yeah, so check out m3is3d.com. Use promo code ICBTB for 10% off at checkout. Yep. And, and yeah. That's enjoy. it, guys. We got sponsored, believe it or not. Yeah. Enjoy the show. It can't be that bad. Oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Happy two year anniversary. And the same to you. It is God today. Today is our two year anniversary. July baddies. 1st. July 1st. Thank you for thank sticking you. around and listening for and supporting. Honestly, uh, the biggest thank you to somebody who was there on the very first second of ICBTB and is here in the current second of ICBTB. Big shout out, Alan Boo, our producer over Alan there. Alan Boo, our producer. On, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's been there from the first second to the last, and this yeah. is our last. Um, nope. He's going to be here for many more seconds that he already committed. He said he's going to be here That's for right. a we, future episode. We do have a contract. Um Congratulations, rightly so, Christian. Hey. Happy two years. And right back at you, dude. Thank Happy you, more than 700 days of doing this podcast thing. We're still here and we're still doing it and it's getting better and better. I, I want to say for those who don't know, uh, this is our anniversary because at the time we were on an improv team doing live shows back yeah. in 2019. Yeah. And about midway through June, we were taking bows and I said to everybody, hey, don't forget to check out our podcast. It'll be out July 1st. And I looked at him immediately and I was like, we didn't, we didn't talk. Nope. Talk about Hadn't this. gone July over. First. We had yet to record our first episode or Ooh, good episode. Yeah. Uh, and but you know what, guys? The best way to make it work is when your back's against the wall. That's how you do it. You got to set a deadline. Yeah. And dude, I'm so happy. Great day. I, I love both of you. And here we are doing a fantastic, quote unquote, bad movie. Because yes, it's crazy, silly, but it's a tent pole. It's it's a tent pole for us. It's incredibly funny. I did not realize how many lines of these I still quote to this day. Twenty yes. years later. And like this is one Joke's of those movies where now I'm watching it older and I'm understanding more of like the subtle uh, risque jokes that I didn't understand before. To that point, recently I watched the first Shrek. And there's a bunch of subtleties It's in incredibly funny. It's actually, it's really fucking I funny. I want to watch it again. Shrek 2 gets a little like childish and it's still good for both people. Yeah. But like Shrek 1 is straight up for adults. Oh, I, yes. There's a lot. Well, Shrek 1 is the one where the... Uh, last, the ending song after the credits is Like a Virgin, right? By Madonna. Is it? I think so. I know I Need a Hero is how they end Shrek 2. Mm. Uh, that's the only one I remember. It's possible, but this but one this for isn't sure. about. We're not talking about Shrek. We're talking about Zoolander. We're talking about Zoolander. Zoolander. And not only are we talking about Zoolander, but for um, for sorry, Jules, but for the first time, I'm actually proud to say Hmm. That I have somebody else here who's doing the itty bitty nitty gritty because I think he's actually going to do an incredible justice to the system. Yes. And so please, our producer, I hand the torch to you. <laughs> it pleases the court. Please provide us with the itty bitty nitty gritty committee. I got you guys. So I'm about to announce the movie info from Ron Tomatoes. As you know, copyright, everything. I just want to mention that. So here it goes. So. Now we got you legally, motherfuckers. <laughs> So, propelled to the top of the fashion world by photogenic gaze he calls Blue Steel, dim-witted male model Derek Zoolander, a.k.a. Ben Stiller, thinks he's got a fourth consecutive win as a male model of the year in the back. But when his rival, Hansel Owen Wilson, unexpectedly takes the crown, Derek is crushed. He becomes easy prey for fashion designer Mugatu, a.k.a. Will Ferrell, who signs <laughs> Derek to star in the Derelicti fashion show then brainwashes him to kill Malaysia's prime minister. That's fucking crazy. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude. That's fucking crazy. This film is not allowed in Malaysia. It's, it's not it's sure. Banned. It's, it's, it's banned. banned. It's, it's legally, banned. you're not allowed to even uh, to think to about say the word Zoolander. I mean, because look at the plot. Look at how it opened up. It was so political right from the get-go yeah. about the prime minister of Malaysia. It's, and then, boom, assassinate him. What the heck? I forgot how intense the first, like, 20 minutes of this film is because I only, I tend to remember from, like, when, uh, from when he retires 
from modeling. Yeah. Uh, and from that part of the movie on, like I have that pretty good to go in, in the back of my eyelids. But I forgot about the gasoline fight. And I forgot about the the like opening political statements. Like it's super intense. Like I forget that right off the bat they say we're gonna make uh, Zoolander into a murderer. Like it's all about him becoming a hitman. You know, because I thought that was an accident. Watching you know this I mean? as like a kid, because I owned the DVD, and this right along with like Nacho Libre and right along with like Roxbury are were the movies I just always played over and over, like in the background or like right when I wake up. This is what I wanted to watch. And so I didn't understand why they wanted to assassinate the prime minister of Malaysia because I didn't understand like, oh, because of a, uh, if you... Because they want child labor. They want child labor. And they, you know, raising minimum wage and making sure that there's labor laws. They're not going to make as much money because it's going to be more expensive to like manufacture these Such a these fucking things. nuanced like joke. Such an intense joke that you're right. As children, we wouldn't understand. Yeah. I thought the joke was like, we're going to kill prime minister and like, let's pick a funny country. Malaysia. That's what I always thought the Micro- joke was. Micronesia. Yeah. I don't know if you remember Owen Wilson calling it Micronesia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? They were like in the office or something, and then he was just like, Micronesia. He says like, oh, no, no, no. He, he uh, invites uh, Derek Zoolander and Matilda into his oh, home. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a skateboard ramp, and Owen Wilson says, yo, guys, this is Derek and Matilda. Derek's recently been ra- brainwashed into becoming an assassin that's going to kill the, the, the president of yeah. uh, Micronesia. Micronesia. I was like, what? And all the models are like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, uh, we recently learned something right before we turned the mics on. What? But in that gasoline fight... Jeez, it's Alexander Skarsgård, aka Mikus, aka Tarzan, aka uh, who else? Who else? Who I, else? I, I was, I don't know. I, I was hoping you. There's a lot more. He's, stuff. He does, that, he's an incredibly. That was his first film. Yes, that was yes, his first this film. This was not just his first film, but he looks like a child. He doesn't look like him. No, he, right. he and he's doing in a, a very thick German accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unrecognizable. Oh, um, he was in Kong versus Godzilla. That's what it was. Boom. He's Kong. Okay, there's more to the itty bitty nitty gritty, like the ratings and what, yes, all I'm that sorry. stuff. I so, producer Alan Boo, please continue. So, yeah. So on Rotten Tomatoes, he got 63 percent mm. critics, obviously, and then audience 80 percent. Which isn't too bad. That, that, that makes sense. That makes isn't sense. Isn't too bad. Um, came out September 20th, 2001. So 20 years about. Wow. And then um, box office, 45.2 million. Uh, I did see, though, um, the total cumulative gross. So first of all, this film made over $15 million in just the U.S. first weekend alone. And this is back in the early 2000s. In 2001. So different. Uh, and um, and then total, I, I, Alan, sixty million dollars grossed. I think yeah. in total, which is unbelievable because this film is a fairly cheaply made comedy. Like I bet they paid quite a bit to get all those faces in there, the cameos. But yeah. that they didn't pay a lot for CGI. They didn't pay a lot for you know the writing. Like I think they did this all. Dude, really I bet cheap. you a lot of those cameos though they did. For free, like the ones That's on, yeah, yeah, go. yeah. So there was like a red carpet for like VH1 or something, and they're like, "Hey, can you do this for the upcoming Ben Stiller film?" They, yes, that's exactly how I saw it. As like, "Hey, will you say this?" And then like people were like, "No," or some people were yes, and some people were really into it. Like 45th President Donald Trump, who was honestly, and I, I hate to give this man credit for almost anything, best acting he's ever done. This is far better than Home Alone too. <laughs> yeah, because it's just him. Like it's. It's not it's, much of a script. No, but but he does like he he does come back later on, and he's like modeling wouldn't be the same without Derek Zoolander. Like he has a little bit more to say, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, I don't think Donald knew this was a joke. I think he maybe thought he was talking about a real model. Yeah, and he was just pretending to know this real model. <laughs> he doesn't want to seem stupid not knowing it. Yeah, uh, and Melania is also in it, and let's not discredit Melania. She was a uh, Playboy cover model. Um, so let's get further <laughs> credit. She turned first lady, crazy. But we there's a list of cameos, huge list. a huge list of cameos, which surprised me now that i'm older like i know who a lot more of these people are and i will say right off the bat the first cameo that i've completely forgot about and was like screaming my head off seeing it as an adult mm. david bowie david yes motherfucking bowie crazy real david what bowie. were you telling us about david bowie so apparently ben Siller was writing the script and he wrote david bowie in that scene but he never asked david bowie yet and i guess apparently he just was like yeah i'll come so would it have been someone playing da- or he would have just swapped he it probably would have swapped it but yeah if he, he could have got david yeah bowie. i'm sure if he would have gotten anyone yeah, yeah. mick jagger it would have been now a mick jagger joke i mean they were able to even all the brands were real brands well yeah and in 2001 a lot of those brands weren't million 
slash billion. Oh, they might have been million dollar, but they weren't billion dollar companies that they are now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. some of the clothes and stuff that he's wearing, like they make straight up jokes uh, of Versace. What's her name? Uh, Donatella Versace is straight up in this movie. Crazy, yeah. And like Versace would never put their name on it in a comedy like this. But I guess maybe Ben Stiller was pretty very, very popular, popular yes. during yeah. this, especially with his father, Christine Taylor, who was his wife at the time. Yeah. Um, Jer- and yes, you said his father, Jerry Stiller's Jerry Stiller. in this. This is post Ben Stiller show. This is post um, Along Came Polly. I'm not sure about that. This is for sure. I do want to say this, Zoolander is what made Ben Stiller the household name. At yeah. least in my house. Oh, yeah, definitely. I haven't seen the sequel yet. I'm I scared to. I actually haven't. In fact, yeah, I was actually going to bring that up a little bit later. Do we, because we love Zoolander so much, just not watch Zoolander 2? I think I'm going to check it's it out. It's a clear to see cash grab. I mean, like, how... What? I bet it's worth watching the second film because we like the franchise. I think we can skip the animated series. There's an animated Zoolander series? Stop. Stop. Don't play with my emotions like that. And if there is, is it at least voiced by Ben Stiller still? It is. It is. Okay, at least that. Okay. And I think Nick Kroll is in it also. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it's stuff like, sidebar, real quick. It's like Jackie Chan Adventures. I don't think Jackie Chan voiced Jackie um, Chan. No, yeah, he because he can't. He didn't. He doesn't no. speak that well. He Just like the Beatles in Yellow Submarine. That's not the Beatles' voice. Gosh, Damn. man. Yeah, that's right. It's the Bee Gees. It's which so... is like a whole weird choice. Cra- <laughs> Wait, what? It's the... straight up the Bee Gees. That voiced? The Beatles in Yellow Submarine. That's to swap them with another extremely popular European band? The Bee Gees are American. No. Fuck out of here. The disco, the Bee Gees, Barry Gibb. Are they really American? Yeah, bro. Disco's an American thing. I could have sworn. You You are adding an accent to how you're singing it, just so you know. Yeah, you've like <laughs> you, you've sung that song incredibly well, but with an accent. That's that's not how the song is sung. You did a good job, though. I do. Let's get back to okay. Fucking uh, what are we watching? Dragon Ball Z. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, what's the what else do you have to say, Alan? Um, uh, can we cameos? Get, right? Cameos, cameos. Cameos. Before we get to cameos, I I did not look at the Google users who approve of this film. Did you? Nope. I just want to guess that real quick before we get to the cameos because that's gonna that's gonna lead us into a bunch of different stuff. Okay. I think Google users rated this film at least eighty six percent. I'm gonna say ninety percent. Looking for it, Mr. Boo. Google, and this is just a note for um, Mr. Google, the guy who's in charge of Google. You've changed the front page of films when we type it into you, and that's ruining our show. The user interface Um, of Google is different now. So you know. Either stop or tell us when you're going to change Google. So, I don't like the changes. Did you find it? I see a 4.0. I don't see a percentage. Um, so I don't know if that's different. Um, I don't know. Let guys, me see. May I? I don't want to take it. 82% so like the movie. There we go. There 82%. Go. 82? Okay, so you win. You were closer to it. Closest to the pin. Okay. All right. Let's get to the list of the cameos. That's so low, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah. That's so <laughs> low for like... I'm going to that everybody quotes. I understand this movie's stupid, but that's what it is. Yeah. You're supposed to like it if you like stupid shit like this. Done well. Okay. So cameos. We got Lance uh, Bass. Yes. Dyson Beckford, mm-hmm. Victoria Beckham, Emma Br- uh, Bunton. Emily Bunton. Yep. Fabio, yes. Tom Ford. Fabio. Yeah. Fabio. I have Fabio's autograph, by the you way. You do? I have Fabio's autograph. I feel like you've told me that. Yeah. Okay. That's um, crazy. Cuba. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yep. Uh, Lucas Haas. Yep. Theo Kogan. Um, Paris Hilton. Yeah. Yes. Um, Heidi Klum, uh, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Yes. This is a very long list, man. Um, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yes. Young um, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Um, Winona Ryder. Yes. yes. I didn't notice that. Winona Ryder was at that club with Zoolander saying like, I found it so brave that even though after you lost, you still made a return. Yeah. Like she was crushing it. Because after she Winona lost, Ryder. she made yeah, a return. Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things. Yes. Um, uh, hit us. Yeah. Frankie Raider. Uh, Mark Ronson, Ronson Gavin Rossdale, uh, Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling, yes, yeah. he's one. He's one of the pop-ups, right? It's like it's like Fred Durst, and then Gary Shandling's one of the pop-ups. Oh, Lance Bass, Lance, is there? yeah, Lance Bass, Fred Durst during the like, walkway, and scene. then Gary Shandling yeah. is one of the pop-ups to like distract him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Christian Slater. Yes. 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 I was so hyped when I saw him. On the dude. red carpet, Christian too. Slater yeah. and David Duchovny's in this film. Yeah, From yeah, the yeah. X-Files. Oh, the, yeah. the hand model? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, so, his character name was like JP something. JP yeah. Hewitt, like, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Um, 
I ran into, physically bumped into David Duchovny in New York City. Uh, my first time in New York, he was coming out of this building. I think it was David Duchovny because I like physically bumped into him. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He was wearing a hat and some very nondescript clothes. And then we walked by and I turned to the girl who I was with and I was like, was that David Duchovny? And she looks at me and she goes, I don't know who that is. And that's that's where the conversation ended. Yes, but it was 100% David Duchovny. <laughs> that's great, dude. Yeah. X-Files scared the shit out of me, man. Californication made yes. me super horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the beautiful people in that show? The boobs in the first season. Not a lot of boobs in the second season. I'm sorry. Alan, the cameos? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gwen Stefani. Yep. Yep. Donald Trump, Melania Trump. Yes. Uh, Donatella Versace. That's right. Yep. Veronica Webb mm-hmm. and James Marsden. James Marsden. Yes. I believe his name is Cyclops. Cyclops, better known as Cyclops, or if you're watching uh, Dead to Me, really good show on Netflix. Check yes. that out. He's on there. Yeah. He's uh, James Marsden's come up quite a bit on our show. He was also in The Notebook, and he's in Peter Cottontail. Well, it's because he's just a great comedic actor in a lot of these comedies. He he's a really good really actor. Really. In Period. general, yeah. Period. Very good looking guy. Well, let's get into it. Zoolander. I thought we were going to get into James Marsden. <laughs> well, let's get into <laughs> James Marsden. James good looking Marston, is. Born in North Carolina in 1978. <laughs> uh, no, but Zoolander. Um, so the film is about a know-nothing, dim-witted, I mean, everybody. Know, I don't know why I'm trying to explain it to them. They know what Zoolander. You guys, is. if you're watching just, this episode, you didn't have to rewatch it. You're just enjoying Zoolander. Let's with talk it. about our favorite parts. That's what this episode's gonna be. Like, let's sit back, relax. This movie's a dumb, good movie. I want to talk about the first part of the gasoline fight when they're <laughs> dipping the squeegees into the water and it's, like splashing each other with it. <laughs> Isn't stupid. that such how like a perfume commercial or like a guy's cologne commercial or like yeah. uh, like a po- Ralph Lauren Polo commercial? It's like they're always doing this like. Why is he diving off a cliff? They're all yes, they're yeah. all doing crazy things. Why is he doing it? And like so this movie hit like the ridiculousness of the fashion industry in 2000 mm-hmm. on the nose so hard yes that they had to make hipsters popular and they even hit that on the nose in this film. That made me I okay, even though I watched this as a kid, I always knew that's dirty. Like <laughs> I understand like you're trying to look sexy and fun as male models but people are cleaning their dirty ass cars, gas stations in general, dirty as fuck, and they're yeah. wetting each other with the 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 wipers. And, I, I, and the whole derelict line is just—it's straight trash. And I don't mean that like <laughs> Shamarki. It's actually trash. It's literal trash, man. They're uh, and isn't that kind of a look now? I think there was a good phase between two thousand nine to maybe two thousand sixteen of like gas station attendant mm-hmm. was like the hottest man you could have. You know, I don't understand. Um, and I'm not knocking it at all, but like uh, high end fashion, it's very it's, close to disgusting. It's just so it's it's art is subjective, but no one's going to go outside wearing a trash bag. That's just going to remind me of my mom when she used to do Thai bow because wearing a trash bag will make you sweat more. But that's what derelict is. Extremely um, specific. <laughs> yeah, Extremely a- Pacific. Um, no, I, I do think it's very interesting, though, that, you know, we we live in a time where fashion is so mocked yet is still very silly like you ever see a fashion show they're wearing like ridiculous stuff yeah and then by the time that's boiled down to like the general public like us it's like the color cyan it's from the 2014 you know fendi prada line on and you're just like that's all they got from this is the color cyan that's all it takes to be in fashion like i can just make shit up then the moment anyone talks to me and they get a little too specific with colors i i tune out Oh, that's a woman. Like the most, not all, a woman talking about interior design. Generally men don't, it's a fact, men don't see as many colors as women. So you can't, you didn't remember that gasoline fight. No. Which is, because the moment that he pulls the the gasoline out of the tank and starts spraying everyone, how does no one like gag at the smell of gasoline? That's what I'm saying, oh, You know, it's a comedy. You know why, yeah. you know why I don't remember this gasoline fight? What? Because I get it confused with the Romeo and Juliet gasoline fight. They have a gasoline fight in that too. Remember in the beginning, the Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet. I guess I don't remember that. There's like a whole shootout in the gas in like a gas station, and so watching this, I was like, "Where, where's Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, why why do I know this so well? Why, why is this not as as dramatic as I thought it was?" I will say with that funny scene, I wish there was a spinoff series of just them four. Oh, I would love to see how they lived in in New York as models. Yeah, like prior. Yeah, everything. They didn't spend enough time on those male models. Mm -hmm. No, that's. The best joke is how deeply they set up, like, these are his friends forever. And then in the next scene, dead. 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 <laughs> oh, they get so excited about, um, like, red macchiatos no. or frappuccinos. Or, yeah. Orange yeah, yeah. peel, cappa- I Fra- don't even know. Frappuccinos yeah. or something like I that. I don't even know. They got yeah, yeah. so excited, they turned into a music video. <laughs> Sitting dangerously on their, like, 
uh, like convertible jeep. jeep. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, oh my gosh, how are you guys not getting pulled over? Which an open top Jeep in like Midtown New York is maybe the worst car to have. You know what I mean? Like you're oh yeah, you're just breathing in fumes. It's too big to park. I'm surprised like, they didn't die before getting to the gasoline station. Or they, they, yeah, I mean it's impossible. How they they died from a fucking fire because he slides a cigarette. <laughs> He does and the over-the-shoulder look like the cigarette, which did look cool, uh, and then everything explodes. Isn't it interesting that Zoolander is the smartest of the four to recognize, oh, that's a no-no. Yeah, Because yeah. he, he, he noticed that you're about to light a cigarette, and it, it's going to blow yeah. up. In slow motion. Mm-hmm. He's just like... So he's definitely that. the alpha there. I never there. caught that. He's, he's, so he has a level of intelligence. He's the smartest model. Uh, no, because Hansel is smarter. Who's smarter, guys? No, Hansel. You're right. You're 100% right. Hansel's smarter. Hansel. Hansel. Can we talk about Hansel for a little bit? Owen Wilson is impactful in this film. This is one of his best roles, and he's playing Matthew McConaughey. In fact, I think legitimately says, "I think his first line is all right, all right, all right.' Okay, he's legitimate, and he's got the cowboy hat and the abs. He's legitimately playing Matthew McConaughey. I used to think it was so cool that he would whip out a scooter." Oh, and it would not hit anyone in the face because he's whipping out that scooter. Shins. And, he spins oh. it. He spins it too. Yeah, he like, he like collapses it like a ninja. It, only in population dense areas, <laughs> he's doing this at parties on the red carpet, and no one's getting hit. And he has that yo-yo. Yeah. I like how they throw that in too for like only thirty seconds. Well, because it was kind of like they're trying to foreshadow that this is gonna save the day later. That's mm. right. When I pull the gun away, I forgot. That he has a yo-yo when he's first introduced. Yes. I thought it literally was him just pulling it out at the end. I love his character. Owen Wilson is just phenomenal. Hansel. Hansel McDonald. (laughs) Is that his last name in this? His last name is McDonald. Oh, my God. (laughs) You want to know something, though? What? Apparently, Owen Wilson, he was wearing a wig. The whole movie. (gasps) That's not his hair? Do you know why? Why? Was it short because he was filming... um, Shanghai Noon? No. Close. Shanghai Noon. Not close, but... Behind enemy lines. Oh! Yeah, they were filming at the same time, so he had to wear a wig just for Zoolander. Two completely different. Have you ever in, him in behind enemy lines is super intense. He's great. Shoots yeah. a bunch of guns. You know who else is in? I think it's behind enemy. Maybe it's Black Hawk Down. The dad from Modern Family. Yeah. Is like one of the medics in the helicopter putting. Mm. Oh, it, it is behind enemy lines. He's putting it into Owen Wilson's like arm. He's putting the IV in, and it's like that's Phil Dunphy. That's who like, that is. <laughs> why did they give him the IV? It's um. It just shows his versatility as an actor. I think it just shows how comedians will take any role to be famous. You think Owen Wilson did that? I don't no, think- no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> Ty Pennington. Oh, okay. That's what I was, was going to no. say. By this time, Owen Wilson was very famous and fairly popular. Already. He and Ben Stiller in like multiple movies together. Vince Vaughn is a... Is that a con- so the Vince Vaughn cameo is one of the ones where like I literally was confused at first because he says no lines. He doesn't say anything. He is just in the background as Ben Stiller's older brother. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so silly that it's like, oh, that's not actually Vince Vaughn because real Vince Vaughn would say Talk something. Talk up a storm. A little, anything. Even one word so we know it's Vince Vaughn. Literally says nothing. That was him. And mm-hmm. it I loved, I loved it. I forgot that he was the brother. And that is that's John Voight? John Voight. And is his dad? It is insane. Who, John Voight's doing no acting, by the way. That is John Voight. Yeah. But, which is already, <laughs> already really good acting. Arguably, the best acting in the film is John Voight saying that he's not proud of Derek Zoolander. That's a conversation he literally had with Angelina Jolie. Oh, oh, oh too real, too real, yeah. dude. Shit. She did great. Maybe don't wear a vial of someone else's blood, Angelina. How about that? You know, she was trying to go in the artistic direction. Oh, man. That's a very niche 90s joke for anybody out there. Uh, what movie was that from? That was just her and Billy Bob Thornton being a gross couple. Oh, that's right. They were together. Um, dude, um, I I love all of the cameos in this. Every, I was laughing out loud at so many moments. My favorite scene in particular was when uh, Hansel finally invites them to their place and they start drinking the tea that he got from, uh, I think, the uh, Himalayan mountains or some shit. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And so uh, they're all drinking in there. And And it's it's peyote, right? I think it's It's peyote. peyote. It's fucking them up. And Christine Taylor, Matilda, is opening up to them about why she hates male models and she's saying like, (laughs) Uh, it's because you guys are all narcissistic. You guys are so vain and you guys are dim-witted. And Owen Wilson has this comeback saying, yeah, but what about male models? And 
<laughs> Those were like a high five with Derek Zoolander. Yeah. And he's, then he's great. I, my favorite part about like his place where he lives is because it's got like the half pipe and stuff like that. That they have to walk through. The This is a, another weird reference, but do you guys remember the episode of The Simpsons when Bart sues Homer and Marge and gets to like emancipate himself? No. And no, lives on his own? Because that's Bart's apartment with the like half that. pipe and like living in there and shit like that. Like every time from the moment I watched this movie i remember being like that's bart simpson's apartment like that's exactly bart simpson's that place apartment. looked like a level in tony hawk pro skater 2 well tony hawk is in bart simpson's apartment he's the one who teaches us <laughs> oh i believe that completely <laughs> yeah so uh, if this movie was made literally two years later tony hawk would have been in that scene <laughs> right yes actually yeah i'm surprised he wasn't because they were trying to go scooter with it i don't know what they're trying to do i just love that scooter so much i'm surprised that that was a wig Favorite line, because I, I would love to talk about my absolute favorite line that I quote maybe once a month, ever. I got the black lung, Papa. Oh, That's okay. my favorite maybe line. Maybe my second quoted line that I talk. <laughs> the black lung quote is an incredibly funny quote. I got quote. the black lung, Papa. <laughs> my favorite line is, uh, the files are inside the computer. <laughs> He's like holding the whole Apple mag. That literally happened to me the other day. I was helping somebody build a new furniture <laughs> set and the feet of the furniture were inside the couch and it had a big sign that said hardware inside the couch. And she goes, hardware inside the couch? And I go, yeah, right here. <laughs> and like pulled it right up and like the confusion. I was like, I legitimately saw this as a joke and this is happening for real right in front of me. This is this is real time. Perfect. Idiot. It's incredible. Oh, I love when they're slapping the old iMac <clears throat> like oh, yeah. Caitlin. Yeah. So do you have a favorite line, Alan? Um, I feel, there was like a part where like the tea part, right? Yes, like, yes, yes. yes, yes like, the them, and then My she favorite was like, team? she was like, I became... And then uh, <laughs> Hansel was like, what? Bulimic. You can read minds? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many great, like, um, the other line that, that I always think about all the time is is just, um, you have to kill the prime minister of Malaysia. Oh my, Will Ferrell <laughs> is ridiculous in this. Sidebar, oh his first or second outfit when it says Mugatu around and he's wearing like a corset. Yes. That's legitimately something a mumble rapper would wear right now. Yes, with some like red dreads. It would say little Uzi Vert and he would be wearing a, a leather corset and people would be like redoing fashion. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. This movie is so far um, comical that it is somehow also incredibly on the nose. Mm -hmm. You know how like it's somehow the parody is so outlandish that it's actually far more correct than like if you were to well, actually talk what, about it. Well, because that's what like parodies and farces are making fun of truths is what it is. Parodies right? are protected by the First Amendment. Yes, that's yeah. why we. That's why George Washington was the first stand-up comedian. That's a fact. Um, <laughs> um, what else do you like? What what, what other, uh, other favorite scenes? This do you film got? reminds me of such a quintessential two thousand one film. From the thought of how phones are only going to get smaller and smaller and smaller to the fact that they're two inches big. Alan was like, before we recorded, he was asking about that, and I think it's like a, a tip of the hat to the SNL yes. skit, uh, right? Yes, okay. the Will Ferrell yeah, SNL yeah, yeah. skit. Yeah, well, Will Ferrell is a manager at a high-end uh, fashion store. Yeah. And he says, one second, I've got a call. And he also has a pager at one point, too, doesn't he? <laughs> things are so small. The, the phone in this movie is so small, the only thing it could say is call. Yeah. And you don't know says. who's calling. And he's like, hello. But like, it's like hello. away from his, his ears. Hello. And Christine, uh, Matilda's saying, I thought you were supposed to turn off your phone so he couldn't get tracked. And he was like, what are you talking about? It's I, me turning off my phone? What are you even talking about? The way that Hansel and Derek Zoolander team up against Matilda. Perfect duo. Because because you would expect them to not be friends, but they're just immediately best friends. There's so something there's so there's something so beautiful about that common trope that gets me every single time of enemies becoming friends and having changes of heart. It's like us. It's uh I guess so, yeah. Uh yes, that's beautiful. I'll give you that. Thanks. <laughs> Yes, but and guys, that's your improv lesson for the week. It when they were saying, what do you call it? When they're making up, when they're saying like, "I'm sorry, I was so whack. I was way out of line. I, I was so whack. <laughs> you know what, man? That was super whack for me to be that so way. So whack. I I love your modeling. I love your looks. Your your 1995 winter catalog is the reason why I became, I became a, a model. model. Beautiful, dude. 
Um, Hansel is my favorite. Honestly, this might be the movie why I fell in love with Owen Wilson because he does no wrong, mm-hmm. except for that one film that was about like Beirut or something like that. That uh, one. I don't think I, that more recent. Super one, intense, very scary. He chi- throws a child off the roof onto another building. I didn't. I should finish that. He throws a child onto another building to save them, and she lives. Um, <laughs> um, I I mean I'm I'm at a loss of words, only because this movie is such a fucking perfect comedy yeah it's so stupid and ridiculous like i i oddly enough just a couple days ago i was hanging out with otis and he brought up zoolander and i checked up the numbers and it was very it was the numbers that we said 60s yeah. 40s it's a low rated film um but but i was telling him, I was like you know like that's it's so weird to me because we love this film people love that film it's one of the films that's going to be on our show and people are going to be like oh that film's rated poorly i, I like zoolander and it's gonna be like Everybody loves Zoolander. Yeah. But watch it again after a few years and you realize how if somebody didn't like Ben Stiller or if they weren't happy and they watched the movie, they'd be like, this is the single dumbest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is. I know that. But I, what? It's fucking perfect. It's per. Well, it's it has a place in my heart. Like I said, it was one of those DVDs right that uh, collected. No, I'm not even going to say collected dust. It never did because I was always using it. And so it means something to me. I don't know if I could say the same if I were to never see it. It would, might be like just a dumb, funny film. I, I don't know anybody who's never seen Zoolander. Everyone's seen it at least once. Alan, you've seen it, what, I've a bunch of times? I've seen it multiple times, man. If we have any Gen Z listeners and you haven't seen Zoolander, please watch it and let us know what your immediate reactions are. Alan, you were saying that watching it again, this isn't your favorite movie, right? No. No. no it's not my favorite. Like, where do you kind of like... On a scale of one to five, where do you think it'd be? You know, like three point five. Like okay, seven out of ten. You know, what didn't you like about it? Is it just a little too wacky, a little too sometimes silly? a little too silly for me? You know, that's just my taste. You know, mm-hmm. and then again, it goes back to like our taste of like movies, right? Yeah, for sure, like, for sure. Like us, we love Nacho Libre. I know Alex, you don't. I'm right? okay with You're it. You're okay I'm with okay it, with but it. it's like yes. we love that movie. We you love guys, it. it's yeah. a matter of taste. So you that's what I was that kind of discussing with Christian earlier. Yeah. It's just like. It really depends on like your mood and like what you just want to watch at yeah. that time. So I think a three point five is a solid rating. I, yeah. I I do because like I said, it is a funny movie. It's very silly, um, and it has temples in comedy like Jerry Stiller and Ben Stiller, and yeah. then it's got cameos that are like so two thousand and one cameos. I mean, it just makes you feel good. It makes me, you know. Remember the past. It's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. That's the word I'm looking yeah, yeah. for. Nostalgia. You have a bunch of notes. Alan came super prepared. Alan has so many notes <laughs> as our and producer. You you're prepared to publish this into a book now, right? Nah, the man, Zoolander man. literary. So, the series? reason why I wrote these notes is just in case, like, we kind of lose track of things. Like, if we forgot a scene, then I'll mention it. So, I oh, we've forgotten so many for- scenes, and we've uh, gotten laid on us, bro. lost a bunch. What did you think about like the whole like coal mining thing? Like, he goes back. Uh, I know we talked about the bar scene, but like he comes I loved in, it. Going he's home. like in, like trying to act like a model in front of all those guys, like Everyone these men. And like, such a good <laughs> joke. The, did he walk to his hometown? Because he was walking in full snakeskin. No, he had like like a suit or something. I don't know what that was, but like. Yes, it was a suit in a suit bag, yeah, and he yeah. was walking in like a full snakeskin three-piece suit. <laughs> the absolute best is when he puts all the, the black makeup on, and he scares his dad, <laughs> right? And then the next scene is him in the bathroom, wiping it off, and the trash can full of like cotton balls, yes. like just a million cotton balls. That is one of my favorite jokes in the entire film. He should film. have just taken a shower. They have a very specific head shape and haircut, his family. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, uh... I'm sorry, my hair looks better done up with gel and not, or hair gel and mousse and not just coal dust. It's like every single joke of him apologizing for, like, it's, you know, it's a, it's so hard to be really, 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 really I'm sorry you're really not as pretty as me. Yeah. It, I make apologies. Like <laughs> I'm sorry you got hurt by that, but I was truly saying my feelings. I finally love, though, when he, that kind of vanity that he has helps someone else like with uh, Matilda when she comes over and right before she leaves he says you shouldn't put your hair in a a, a ponytail like that because it pulls on your scalp and it, it's bad for your collagen on your skin you should actually do it like this yeah. <laughs> and then cuts back to her and her hair is down and she's like weirdly attracted to him <laughs> well because he fixed her Mm-hmm. Oh. But did she even need to be fixed is the thing well that's romantic comedies bro <laughs> um Christian What's up? What would you rate this film? I four out of five. 
Really? Yeah. That just got to one up us over here. It's okay. just not my favorite. It's just not my favorite. But it's. I think it. For what it's meant to be, it's really, really, really good. Really, 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 really good. Really good. <laughs> I think this is honestly, truly one of Ben Stiller's best. It is his most extreme, and it is like the most character-y character of Ben Stiller that we get. Yeah. But it's a great Ben Stiller film. Like this is this. I would watch this and Meet the Parents. Ooh. And along came Polly. Yeah, yeah. I I do a triple film night. I do a Ben Stiller night of those three. No questions asked. I've heard that Ben Stiller though, uh, from various folks. Yeah, I hear off camera he's not the best. Yeah, and it's because he grew up. Will Ferrell too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I heard some stuff about that. You know what I what I think it is? What people who and Terry Crews and you know I have a, a a like a side thing with Terry Crews, but like people who are so awesome and lovable on camera. I think use up all of their lovableness on screen. So when they're no longer on screen, they don't have any more lovableness to show. Uh, and I don't blame them because they're definitely putting it to a good use so we can get entertainment on the film. But uh, yeah, man, maybe just like shake hands with people or, you know, take a photo with a kid who's got cancer. Um, y- yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, do that. But also you're you're put on this pedestal Yeah. to always be. Be that, and if Will Ferrell's not always Ron Burgundy on the streets, correct? Then he's only a douche, right? Yep, yep, and also yep. think about the scenarios in which uh, people like them are caught with cameras up in their face all the time. Yes, sir. Um, ben Stiller, from what I've heard, is a little di- different of a scenario where I've heard that even without all of that, he's still kind of douchey. But yes, given I, yep. with being Jerry Stiller's son and having grown up under fame and attention. And then, and then, it's one thing to grow up under fame and attention and have such a high bar set for you. Yeah. And to, I, w- I will say without a shadow of a doubt, to reach the level that Jerry Stiller had as comedian, Ben Stiller surpassed that. Ben Stiller took Jerry Stiller's comedic incredible run and and lifetime as a comedian and doubled it and made his own career just as big, if not bigger, than Jerry. Yeah. And and it will be a tentpole in comedy. I mean, when Jerry passed away last year from COVID, yeah. It was a big, big deal for the comedy, you know, yeah. crew. Because Jerry Stiller's albums are up there with like Mel Brooks's albums. They're up there with the original George Carlin albums, or even Lenny Bruce's albums. Like these are ten. He's a legend. Comedians, yeah, who do stuff uh, that just can't be done again. And Ben Stiller didn't try and do the Jerry Stiller joke again. He did the Ben Stiller joke mm-hmm. with Jerry Stiller to show you that it is actually funny. So people like our parents or people who are older than us. Still, that's why I think Ben Stiller has such a stay across generations because mm-hmm. he understands comedy three, four, five generations. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he, I hope he can can well, sustain it. Um, but I mean, when's the last time you heard Jerry uh, Ben Stiller? When's the last time you heard about Ben Stiller? Uh, last I'm, time he been uh, Walter Mitty? Probably that the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which was good but not funny. Well, at it's all. the whole uh, predicament of separating the art. F- from the, from the artist, artist yeah. right? It, like, even I adore him on screen. I've never met the guy, but yeah. you know, I've heard stories from people uh, that I trust. Sure, that he's just not the best. I'm the same way with Matthew Broderick. Why is that? Yeah, I don't. Tr- I I love him on screen, but um, and you don't trust him off screen. Is I, this like I, just you coming up with this, or is this from like a? I think plenty of people feel the same way. Okay, I mean, what are your sources? Uh, well, he murdered that person in his car. Holy shit! Yeah, you yeah, he for sure. To me about he this definitely before. killed that dude. Okay, okay. And then just like got oh, away with it because he's famous. And that sucks. That, that that's exists. shitty, right? Yeah. Like, um, I want to talk a little bit more about Zoolander. <laughs> this is getting a little morbid. I know Alan has a bunch of notes <laughs> on his laptop. You mean I can't derail this about a unknown Irishman who got killed? Yeah, let's pro- probably save it for later. <laughs> for some, you know, when the cameras are off. Honestly, my condolences to Martin Scorsese. Um, so. Yeah, what else you got on there, Alan? Um, so I guess like one of the scenes, because my, my notes is like chronological kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like, okay, hit movie. us. So um, when he first, when Zoolander first meets Mugatu, uh-huh. and then he's like offering him that like children's center, like the, what the is blueprint. This center How we like, not animals? talked about that? This, this is used to be ants? three times the size. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then picks it up and throws it on the ground. Mugatu's looking at Todd, his like mm-hmm. assistant, and they're like, just go with it. Just go with it. It needs to be bigger. It needs to be bigger. This is Todd after being poured a cappuccino, a foamy latte yes. on and holding a dog. Mm-hmm. Poor Todd. Poor Todd. Poor Todd. Todd's I mean, got the hardest life. But Todd and Mugatu, they got a thing going on. They're like doing, because you remember after thing. that happened, they had like some sexual tension. Going on. Love that song. Yes. Uh, they do have some great eye contact. Um, and so that's what 
Mugatsu's such an interesting character. It looks exactly like his poodle. Will Ferrell is acting up a storm with this ridiculous character yet again. Yeah, I like when Will Ferrell goes crazy. Alan, you have um, what trivia for us as well? I got you, man. Uh, <laughs> Why did you stop there? So okay, I guess I don't know if this is true. It's on IMDb, but the blue steel look. Yes. Apparently, Christine Taylor says that's how um, Ben Stiller looks when he's combing his hair in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. If someone just made that up. But. No, I hope that's true and it's going to be true in my mind. It's going to stay true in my mind. I hope old man Ben Stiller still makes that face. Like even after Zoolander and everything, he's still like combing his hair and been like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. I hope he's not jaded and like hates it or hates being referred to as Derek Zoolander. Um, I think he might be hate. If for, from everything we were talking about him. Yeah. It's yeah, possible. yeah. I think okay. he wants to be referred to as Grandmaster Stiller. You know, I believe it. Honestly, yeah. I would call him that. I, I think I wouldn't say that many syllables when referring to an individual. But Alan, more more fun <laughs> yeah, facts. Here's the top one. Here's the top one. So I guess there was that scene in the graveyard when they met that dude with the hand. David Duchovny. Yeah, JP. Uh, I forgot his last Hewitt. name. I think his last name is was literally JP Hewlett. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like there was a line that was like, by why male models? And he says it twice. Oh, yeah. Right? The second time, I guess it was like an ad lib by the actors because Ben Stiller forgot his line. So he repeated uh, it. He repeated it, and then David the Coffney like knew it and just went with it. He said, like so that was like not on the script. Like that part was so funny. So they kept it in. They kept it in. Oh my gosh, yeah, that yeah. was ad libbed. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay, yeah. keep them coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, I, I this movie makes me want to be a model. Really? No. <laughs> like, I was giving really Alan time to vamp. Dim witted. You're dim-witted. I said you would be really oh. dim-witted. I like how, like, if I'm not a model now, I'm smart, and then as soon as I make the decision, it's like, oh, now you're dim-witted. Hey, if you're just all, if all you're thinking about is your own vanity and the way you look and narcissism, I mean, you're gonna get stuck. Okay, so, all this one's kind of interesting. So Mila uh, Jovovich, yes, uh, she played Katinka, right? Yes. So apparently, that performance was based on her mother. That's incredible. <laughs> Again, like I don't know if these are true. These are this is just what I see. On yeah, the no, that's I want to believe all of these. I yeah. want. I, I do. I do have one fun fact that I learned right before we started recording. What that blew all three of our minds. The masseuse at the day oh. spa that he's at with the warts and the big face. That's Andy Dick. That masseuse. Crazy. That's crazy. That that's Andy Dick. I, I even watching this again today. I, I was gonna like. Oh, I have to remember to go check and see who that masseuse was because it's such a weird looking person looking at that masseuse made me so Horny. unhungry oh on i was hungry because i didn't have breakfast when i was watching this earlier this morning and i watched it and i didn't eat for another two hours because <laughs> you were disgusted because <laughs> that girl is so anti dick in that makeup is so, so ugly, ugly. huge badunk and trying to uh karate chop oh the penis the, pe- the penis fighting back honestly you know that scene was written of just like wouldn't it be funny if like you're at a masseuse and you get a boner and then like that's going into Zoolander. Oh yeah, it's not out, it's not the most outlandish thing in the movie. No, what but else? It is, it, that is one of my favorite jokes though. Great, yeah. so the funny. The penis. Oh, and Christine Taylor. The dick's also out to here. It's like, so when he first flips fi- over. It's a forty-inch dick. It's so far high yeah. up. And then Matilda's just looking and like I don't know if she was like turned on by it because it, trying to it hit it so with the odd. feather duster. <laughs> okay, what so, else? Um, the orgy scene. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, right after they drank tea and all that, what if that was tea? The peyote. Yes. <laughs> uh, so apparently it was originally longer, but they had to make it PG thirteen, <sighs> so they shortened it. Because all it was, <sighs> they were just kissing shoulders, yeah. and the camera was just rotating like around them. People in that. Scene. I loved it. One of the Finnish dwarves was in there. Yeah. Yes. And yes. then um, the, the the scene ends with a close up to uh Owen Wilson's Sherpa the Asian guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that looks like Benedict Wong. The Sherpa who probably <laughs> got him that tea. Yes, yes. I think um this movie would have been a tentpole in comedy if it, they would have been able to go with a hard R. Like if yeah. they could just make it over the top super silly, put some tits in there, have them smoke drugs. Let's do it. Let's go R. Say fuck. Or I mean, I, or go G rated? Is it just G rated Zoolander? Not G rated. I would G-rated. also want to see a G. Oh, sorry. Uh, I- no, uh, no, I think it's kind of perfect the way it is. Like, it's the whole. Um. Okay, it's the whole Bill Cosby thing separated from like everything that he's done, but the whole Bill Cosby thing of being funny without saying a cuss word. Nice. That there's there is a level of skill. Yes. That where you don't have to be raunchy, dirty, or say you know shock value isn't the only type of value. They don't have to go that far without. With you know, yeah, the, the PG thirteen was fine, but I'm curious. Maybe rated R would have been would have given a, a them rated more R Zoolander. I think would be would be funny. I think in 2001 rated R comedies weren't a thing. 
were not a thing? I don't think so. Can you name a rated R comedy from 2001? Not another teen movie. Well, I was just going to say that's not like an over-the-top parody that's made for te- teens who can't get porn. No, that, well, that was the thing. Because now there are R-rated comedies that are like good tentpole com. The Hangover mm-hmm. is an R-rated comedy that is a solid comedy, period. Three years later, Girl Next Door was a 2004 uh, comedy that a lot of people love. I don't know if I consider Girl Next Door a comedy. We've talked about this on our episode. Oh, God. I think I don't it's actually talk. like one of the saddest dramas ever. I don't want to talk to you about it. Okay. Do you have a best person on set award, Christian? It's going to go to Owen Wilson for me. He, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed Owen Wilson. I mean, I'm, I'm giving it to Jerry Stiller. Rest in peace. Yes, oh, yeah. for you, Jerry. Uh, I, I thought you were hilarious on King of Queens. I thought yep. you were really funny on Seinfeld. Yep. And I think you're even funnier in heaven. <laughs> Actually, he's in Jew heaven. Uh, shout out, uh, Maury Ballstein. Maury Ballstein. Maury Balls Models. Balls Models is the name of his agency. <laughs> so good. What else are we missing? I know we're missing a lot just because there's um, so many memorable, iconic scenes in this film that I want to talk about before we sign off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there was like this whole thing, like they were talking about when they, again, the hand model guy. Yeah. He was talking about like the history of like how fashion was <laughs> always like had to go into like. Um, politics like it always had to do with politics for the last 200 years of the hands yes. yeah and like he was supposed to like assassinate jimmy carter or some shit yep. like that was insane man i love the fact uh, that the guy who assassinated abraham lincoln was a model james marsden james, james marsden does the blue steel john wilkes booth, yeah, john yeah. Wilkes booth as uh, james marsden as john wilkes booth doing blue steel in black and white film I, you know, I for always, two seconds i always really wanted to be a hand model i thought i had fairly good looking hands i have a decent vein structure but you know when i stopped wanting to be a hand model was i think episode 13 that we did when you called out my crooked knuckles yeah you have a crooked <laughs> finger you have two crooked fingers they're crooked but that being said like i have good like a watch if there's any like watch models out there this is a good wrist yeah for watches you can maybe do not that one because it's padded gigs. but maybe that one no i think i have a good i think i could show good rings right like i think i just want to take this moment to tell you that i would be a great hand model hey man it's not my choice I guess you're right. I shouldn't. Observation, I, it's dude. just you hurt my. It's just you know you said that I wouldn't be a good hand, and I and I took it to heart. But the truth of the matter is, you don't know hand models. Yeah, and you don't know fat people from the Philippines. So why call me a fat person from the Philippines? But I know one. Not me. <laughs> hey, hey well, fuck I, you. <laughs> What's how do you guys feel about this? So I'm reading this right now. It says the part of Mugatu was originally written for Andy Dick. Who couldn't play it due to commitments to go fish in 2001. He, he so how, would you, how would you feel about it? I feel like it... It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be it's the a same. whole different Mugatu. Yeah, yeah. Andy Dick's Mugatu is just Andy Dick. Right? I mean, yeah. I've never seen Andy Dick yeah. do a character. I only know He's Will Ferrell by his himself, characters. Yeah. Because yeah. the Andy Dick character is the character, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't like it. I And I'm, I might just be biased because I've seen Will Ferrell in this role so many times over and over really, and over again. really good. Let's say if I had watched this only once right after it came out in theaters, I might be a little more open-minded to it. But since I've already set in stone in my mind that Mugatu is Will Ferrell, Mugatu is Will Ferrell. There you go. Okay. Um, dude, this movie was crazy. It's an incredible film. Maybe we should watch the second one. I, I want to watch the second one. I don't think it's going to tarnish... My love for this first one. I yeah, I don't think we'll waste an episode on it. We might do an episode on it once we run out of films, but yeah. I, I want to watch it just to see how they make it mm-hmm. connect. Yeah, what is what is the storyline? What is their performance like? Yeah. Maybe it's just you and I, we have lower thresholds for movies because we're doing this podcast. So maybe people are just being overcritical because sequels in general aren't good. They're, you're not being introduced with characters. Usually it's just a recycling of the plot, of the jokes. Of, you know, it's supposed to just be, hey, remember, like, remember this joke from the first one? Let's bring it back. It's supposed to be like. The Hangover 2. Yeah. It's just, you know, to bring back your characters in a similar but different situation. I, I was trying to wait until the end. I have to pee. I'm so sorry. I was really... We were so fucking close. I'm, I'm, I have a small bladder. Okay. I'm going to talk to so Alan. Sorry. Christian, uh, let me ask you this question, and Alex will probably answer this when he gets back. What's up? Who would win in the fight? Between? Ben Stiller or Adam Sandler? Ben Stiller or Adam... S- ben Stiller or Adam Sandler? Um... <laughs> Okay, in terms of what? Like, just, like, physical features? Uh, or, like, comedic? Let's say comedic, because that's just their... Oh, that's so hard. I know, man. That's why I... I don't know. I think... I'm going to say... 
I'm going to say Ben still. Oh, do I want to? It's uh, it's you hard. You don't have to. Because but. Adam Sandler just, you know, he just makes a bunch of uh, movies just for whatever the yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Ben Stiller, I think, is more picky about the movies Got that he d- yeah, puts yeah. out. I think Ben Stiller. Okay. Okay, how about you? Um, It's pretty even. I feel. Pretty even for yeah, you? Yeah, like, I, I do like what you said, though. Like, it's very specific for um, Ben Stiller. Yeah. But Adam Sandler is kind of more... But I, yeah, I choose the Ben Stiller route with it. Yeah, except I want to see Ben Stiller act up a storm that is equivalent to Uncut Gems mm-hmm. because now I understand uh, Adam Sandler's uh, versatility, versatility, diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in that as an actor, has Ben yeah. Stiller ever done a, a intense drama? I don't not think, that I know of. Yeah, not that I could think of. And if it's not coming up to the forefront of my mind, then yeah, probably because like even Jim Carrey, he did that movie Seven, and he did that yeah. other movie we watched that was super intense. Twenty three. He that did Polish uh, film. Uh, yeah. Oh, he did that. I forget what that was called, but yeah, he did that Polish film. Yeah. So it's interesting when comedians who we only know as big characters and big jokey kind of guys do really intense things. Mm-hmm. I don't. I would wouldn't mind seeing Ben Stiller try. I don't know if I'd want to see Ben Stiller in Uncut Gems. Particularly, <laughs> no, I can't imagine him. Walter Mitty's kind of not funny. Uh, I'd have to check it out again, but it's you know it wasn't it's still Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's all I have to say, Alan. Is there anything else you want to say? Thank no, you so much for producing. Of course, man, dude. Second really anniversary, it. man. I'm always here, dude. Oh, hopefully, I'm here more often. Hey, dude. Hey, well, you whenever know where we are. Yeah, you are available. We literally do this in the same place at the same time, almost every week. Of almost course. every week, of course. Sometimes on Wednesdays, depending on what we got going on. But it'll for you know for the near future, it's going to be Thursdays. Just don't tell them. Don't tell them. Oh, yeah. Magic. We filmed this the day before it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Happy two year anniversary to us. Happy two year anniversary, to Christian. Congratulations. Thank you so much for making my dreams come true. Yes, I hope I am. I hope I can make you as proud as you make me. Um, dude, you do make me very proud. I, you do make me very proud, and I would rather not do this with anyone else in yeah. the world. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. Like I said, I wouldn't have. I've always said I wouldn't have this without you, buddy. So, yeah. Alan, thank you so much, baddies. Thank you so much. You know, you guys know the shtick. Check us out on icbtb.com, at ICBTB Podcast on Instagram and all of those social medias, at Christian Has Asthma, at call underscore me Jesus, at Alan, Alan C. Boo. He, he doesn't even know <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I don't uh, even know. I'm not on social But you know what, guys? Thank you so much. Check out our merch. We are going to do special two-year anniversary buttons for all of the orders in the next couple of months, so you'll get some buttons with those. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys. Thank you so much. You really are m- making us so incredibly happy. So thank Mazel you. Mazel Yeah, 100 years, my friends. 100 years. We got 98 more to go. 98 more years to go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>